Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Yo, in this podcast, we're going to talk about the What If series on Disney+. And also, we're going to talk about the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City trailer and give our thoughts about the trailer and whatnot. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Yo, it me. It me. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So how you been, Trevor? I've been pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing I'm doing fine, man. Yo, in this episode we have two topics. And uh, the first topic is gonna be the what if series that's about Disney Plus and Marvel. And another um the second topic is gonna be the trailer for the Resident Evil movie. A fresh reboot, I could say it's a fresh reboot of the series. Yeah, I mean, it does. It no longer follows the, you know, the Mila Jovovich um, Character. series. Yeah, it's, well, it's a, right. It's a fresh reboot that pretty much tries to stick to the actual games. Okay. We'll see how that will turn out. Right. So, yeah, um, so we're going to be talking about the What If by Disney and Marvel Studios. So we're going to start today. I mean, we're going to start right now. So, Trevor, what did you think about... The What If series as a whole. Because the way we're going to do this, we, right, we didn't right. want to do episode per episode per episode. I think that'd been too much. And I think it's a, it's a wrap up of the season one series of the series. And um, I know you had, uh, you talked about it. And I think with your feelings for it, was, it was eh. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I kind of was excited about it. At, well, Okay, excited is probably the, no, the I don't think you bad were. word. Because, yeah, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it. Um, and I liked the first couple episodes. And then I just kind of, it became, like, it felt more like an obligation to watch after that. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe this is going to tie into the MCU proper with the movies and the television shows. So I probably should watch it. But, yeah, my, um, the uh, you know, the return on investment of enjoyment was just, it, it went downhill pretty steadily. Okay, okay, downhill. See, it wasn't terrible, but, you know, it was just kind of like, especially compared, you know, if you compare it to other MCU stuff, like how excited or how, you know, uh, how much I enjoyed something, it was definitely at a lower caliber level. It was, you know. It it definitely is, yeah. It is kind of like, and you're not gonna give me a reason why you t- it was you didn't want to. No, know. I'm not gonna talk about it at all. We're done. All right, done. let's Good. move you on. Give me a <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna tell you. For me, since you know I'm an avid comic book reader, and I I read some of the what if comic books and stuff like that. And I think I like the um, alternate stories of certain characters and stuff like that. And at, to your point, I was somewhat interesting watching it, and I think how they want to do it. You know, because I know it was, it's something brand new for them. It's their first animation mm-hmm. for the studio. And I want them to do a, do a good job of it. And like I said, the, the episodes, it was some episodes that were like, ugh. You know, you know what? I think we don't really need that episode. It was certain episodes like that. And, you know, and overall, man, I really um, like the tail end of it, the ending of it. The way it ended. See, I'm completely the opposite. No, nah, because the reason why I knew it was the build up for that. 
And well, I, I had a feeling as it was going along that there was going to be. Yeah. But I didn't like that they all tied together. I would have much preferred them to be standalones. But but then again, as going back, as like I said, the avid reader, there was books in there. Um, let me see. Exiles. You know, there was Blink, you know, from the age right. of uh, uh, Apocalypse and uh, Sabretooth and all those guys. They did plenty of cross multiverse from one, one to another. And they all had different lineups. Yeah, and I get that. I mean, that's what I was looking forward to, and they did it. So, as for a comic book fan like me, I was very pleased to them they came together because you knew it was going to happen anyway. So, I mean, I know they had a separate standalone stories, but that was the reason why some, like you said, had like a not a good ending. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was left like a cliffhanger. Type. Yeah, they would leave it on a cliffhanger, cliffhanger. ending. Yeah, because to me, I'm I'm being um. A fan, I'm just being a just a person watching this TV show. I'm like, why they do that? But then again, I thought, oh, this, they're gonna do something major at the end, and which they did. Right. You know, uh, it's going to be spoilers. If y'all not have not seen this series, I'm sorry for you. We're gonna say spoilers. But it's it's you no know, the big bad was Ultron. You know, Asia. Right. Yeah, because Asia Ultron, the movie itself was not one of the best Avengers <laughs> movies, man. No. Nah. So, I liked the what if he won, like, and they show what really happened. And I think for me, man, just the premise of this series is like it minus the Avengers, the main cast, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Thor, and we did get Thor like later on in the series, and we got Black Widow and Hawkeye. They they came in different episodes during out the series and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the person that was missing the most, and it was intentionally, was Tony Stark, Iron Man, because you gotta understand. For the MCU to run when it first the inception of the MCU, mm-hmm. who was the first movie? Iron Man. Right. And it ended with him in Endgame, right? So Iron Man was not the absolute point at all. No. Well, he was in it a lot, but he died, died in every lot. single episode he was in. You know what? <laughs> well, except for that Gamora, Gamora one. We, never, we didn't actually see that episode. episode. Yeah, we didn't see it. Cause it, was, it. It said 10 episodes, but it was actually 9. Because that right. Gamora episode was not a um, thing. Right. My understanding is that's going to be moved to the second season. Which I don't see how they want to do. I, I, don't I don't know why. Maybe it wasn't ready, or so they had to move it. Or maybe they Man, just think it links in with whatever is going to happen in season 2 better. I don't know. I think this, um, the writer, no, the, the showrunner of that show of the show i think it was COVID related i think you know they did so much and that couldn't fit everything in I think. it could be my understanding actually was that you know each episode was about 30 minutes long right my understanding was that initially the plan was each one was supposed to be 45 minutes uh-huh. but then when covid hit in order to like you know um work around you know the covid delays and schedules and, and things schedules, like that yeah. right they cut them down to 30 minutes so they trimmed out and just kind of kept all of the important you know stuff that they thought was in there so that's why they move at like a faster clip right but you know which probably works because if they were each 45 minutes oh no i couldn't given do given how i was kind of mad on the whole thing uh, i would have been like oh hey yo back to the argument thing dude he had a kenny moment from south park you kill Kenny, <laughs> yeah, that's a, and that's how Iron Man was in this series, yeah, dude. Pretty much, I like, yeah, killed him. It was either him, Hawkeye, no, even Hawkeye, yeah, even Hawkeye too. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Hawkeye died twice, twice, but I mean, a lot of them did. Like yeah. you know, um, uh, well, Captain America didn't. He just got turned into a zombie, zombie in which that he one. actually was undead. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, Hawkeye was undead yeah. in one, and he died right. as well as all, all of the other happened. Avengers. Uh, Cap was still on ice, so right. he didn't die. Um, but 
I mean, most most of them did mm. uh, several times at least. You know what I um, really was amazed by, though, was the voice acting of some of the people who substituted for Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. Tony Stark, Captain America. Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel, right. Yeah. Even um, even Ultron from James Spader couldn't do it, right? Because right. the guy who voiced Ultron was the same guy who voiced the Red Skull in Endgame yeah. and Infinity War. Ross Marcon. Right, he was from The Walking Dead. Right. He's he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I think that was pretty cool. The voice acting was spot on for me. Now, they had some people returning from, you know, like Samuel Jackson. You know, he's he not going to turn that shit down. Right. Yo, Sammy, <laughs> cut the check. Ain't no way to cut the check. That's Anthony Mackie's line. Yes, yeah, true, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, but, you know, hey, Sam, too, man. He can hey, he get a check, too. He's a busy man. He, he doesn't turn no money down, man. Come on. <laughs> shit. But, yeah, but I really, like you said, it's one of those series that I think could have been better. With some of the execution, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I really, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I'm not gonna front on it. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, but you didn't. I mean, well, it had its enjoyable moments, but I mean, le- let's get some of the pros out of the way here. Um, you know, I, I thought the animation was excellent. I thought right. the animation quality was excellent. You know, it's um, it, you know, the structure of most of them was pretty good. Um. And then, you know, the, the voice acting they got, although there have been several criticisms that, you know, you had actors doing their voices, you know, reprising their roles, Rose, just like, doing voices versus professional voice actors. And you can sometimes tell the difference between, oh, yeah. you know, who's a little bit better at it and who's not, that sort of thing. But I think overall, everybody did a pretty good job doing their voice acting roles. So oh, yeah. um, You understand? He did Frozone. Samuel L. Jackson did well, Frozone. Well, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> was fine. He, yeah. Yeah, he did, he did just fine. All he has to do is just be Samuel L. Jackson. Damn right. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Even the guy who did Tom Holland voice, man, I was like, oh, okay. He actually did a did pretty good, good job. job. I didn't realize it wasn't Tom Holland oh, at first. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Some of the ideas were good. Like I said, I liked the first two. You know, the first one, it was just kind of a retread of the Captain America yeah. movie, essentially. I mean, they did change a few things, right. especially with the whole squid monster at the end. But yeah, um, it was kind of yeah, it was it was basically a retelling of that. But that was a good introduction because it's kind of like we're just taking one thing and changing it, but we're still kind of showing that you know the plot is still going to be similar. They still have to beat the Red Skull, but, and then it just ended with her in modern day New York. Waking up after being I agree eyes. with you for the first episode. Episode that should have been the first episode because right. chronologically, he is the first Avenger. Right. Captain America was the first Avenger, so that makes sense to have this to be the first one for Peggy Carter. Right. Plus it, but but because it's something we're very familiar with, right. it w- it was a good introduction because it didn't go too far off the rails. No. But it was enough to be like, see, look, things change a little bit, and this is what it would have been like if instead of Steve being Captain America, right. it was Peggy being Captain Britain. Yeah, not Captain Britain. It was Captain Carter. Then Captain Carter, Carter, whatever. Yeah. But, you know. Um, Could have been Captain Britain. They got the rights to it. That's true. <laughs> anyway, you know. Um, so, yeah. It, it, so that was a good introduction. And then I thought the second episode is probably the best. Yeah. The one with T'Challa as Star-Lord. Right. Um, 
it was it was kind I of concur. A, right it was a little weird that you know hey let's go take that kid over in africa instead of the kid over in you know nebraska or wherever <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was gonna, <laughs> but it's like okay fine they explained that they they took him instead and you know it 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 showed what a difference it made with someone who's a genuinely good person he understands politics being you know a prince and he understands you know how to like work towards you know a greater good and so it was nice to see the difference in the universe that he created as star lord as opposed to the peter quill yeah, who Quill's, is just yeah. a ne'er-do-well <laughs> you know nobody nobody so, it's so yeah that was kind of nice because that really changed things up um, it really did but you know and it was nice and um obviously um chadwick boseman did a great job it was you know nice to hear him do it voice in that in several of the episodes yes um and uh, and yeah, apparently they were actually thinking about doing a spinoff of that. Yeah, I read where, about yeah, that. Yeah, where he would get his own spinoff show. That would been awesome, um, dude. Which, yeah, animated one. But yeah, because of his passing, passing. you know, that's currently in limbo. Right. Um, but like, again, it's animation. So but yeah, but that one would have been good. Mm-hmm. I would have been wholly on board that right. one because it, it, you know, it it seemed like a it, that was the best episode. I thought. But then, my... but then things just started getting, getting dark. dark. Yeah. And that's, it's like some can be dark and that's, you know, it kind of shows, but it was a very like a hopeless, bleak dark. I mean, they tried to end every single episode on a, you know, hope, but there is some hope left, but it's like at the same time. But you know what though, man? And that, and that was kind of my problem with a lot of the what if comics is some of them went in a very like dark direction. Some did, but some it was I think it was fifty fifty for some of me. Perhaps the earlier stuff. Maybe was just not the like one that. maybe just the ones I read. But I got the omnibus right now, so I'm about to look through it. But I mean some of the early stuff was not dark though. Right. It's just like what if Aunt May became the hero of Galactus? What well, Aunt May becomes Spider Man and she'd be a bit like Spider. Stuff like that. Right. They were lighthearted. But I think down the line, um the what if comics did have something that was darker. Like, what if the Green Goblin had the Infinity Gauntlet? You know, that was spelled doom, you know? Right. And what if um, Thanos became the Punisher or something like that? Yeah, or Captain America. No, how, if Thanos became Cap- an Avenger, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Thanos becomes the Punisher? That's oh, a really did. weird one. Oh, yes, he was. That's a weird-ass one, man. Yeah, he was on um, the Cosmic Ghost Rider um, miniseries. The Cosmic Ghost Rider kidnapped Thanos in the crib. He became the Punisher. Shit like that, okay. <laughs> you know. Weird. So I get what you're saying. I, I get it. Right. So and that was kind of my thing. They just went very bleak and very dark, and it was just yeah. kind of like, eh. But you and I discussed that though, man. With the way it was set up. But for instance, I give you an example: the zombies. Right. right. I never, ever, never thought they would do a episode like that on a Disney Plus show. Zombies? Mm-hmm. Really? Right. And I'm not okay. And I, I get it because you know back in the by what ten years ago, something like that. Zombie was the craze. Everything was zombie. Right. Zombie. I mean, the, there's been like plenty of you know Marvel zombies like series and stuff that right. have been made. Yeah, in the right. last ten years. But. And I was surprised at that because it was not part of the MCU. No. Well, None. as soon as they announced what it if, is. I was like, yeah, there's going to be a zombies episode. No yeah. Doubt. So I mean, that was not even part of the MCU movies. So right. That was a, they put it in there. That's you know. But it wasn't. It obviously wasn't like you know 3D CGI or whatever. No, like it wasn't. Those, anime abominations that they have out there but um but yeah it definitely had a very yeah it, it popped and that's i think that was cool for something new right you know saying like spider-verse when that came out the way the animation was like wow that was something totally different you know and i put that in this category here because i've never seen like animation that's done like that 
seemed like to me they went did a 3D scan of the face and everything and just it just went like you said. Yeah, it, I don't know if they went that far, but they definitely is, tried to get the faces as accurate to the actors as possible, and they, they did a great they, job. They did a great job of it, man. I really uh, agree with you on that one, man. But I mean, it was just one of those shows. It's an experiment, right? Right. And this is their first season. Now they could learn for what works and what don't work, and, you know. And to me, the animation works, the voice acting works, but the storytelling part of it, it was up and down. It's up and down, man. Right, and and that's the thing. It's like they got he, he is, and you know, it, it's you know, use use his talents wisely, and they right. they do it well. But yeah, I mean, but it's the way I look at the the show is that yes, it's an animated form, but. Now imagine if that was actually live action, because yeah. if this is being tied into the MCU, right. technically it would be live action. So right. try and correspond it to that. It's like, yes, they animated it, but what would it look like live action? And would any of those scenarios look completely ridiculous live action? Mm. And that Thor episode would definitely come that off. That would not make it, sense. It would it would not come off the same way no. Thor Ragnarok did in terms of humor. No, it was it's definitely off. Way too goofy. Way but, too clowny. But, but, but he's in write it though. What's the guy's name? Um, the director from Ragnarok, um, Taika Waititi. Yeah, he didn't write this. No, so it, no. It, it, but yeah. but I mean, it was it was a totally different tone of comedy. It was like more slapsticky than it was. Yeah. you know, um, legit, you know, funny that we've seen in the MCU. But um, so that's kind of my problem. And, you know, we were just talking about because you were watching the Evil Dead. Oh, uh, yeah, the Evil Dead. Yes, there. Yeah. Um, and it's and we were talking about the comic adaptation of the Army of Darkness. And so this kind of did the same type of thing that I always have a problem with, like why I had a little bit of a problem going from the movie, the Evil Dead movies to reading the comic Comics. of Army of Darkness. Right. Or the, the Firefly Serenity movies and TV shows and going to the comics that they did. And the biggest problem I have is that they always make things a little too, a little too like cartoony, a little too comic booky, where it's like people do things that if they did it live action, you would go, that looks ridiculously stupid. It won't happen. In right. That. It's like, you know, it's a little too um, superhero-y or it's a right. little too, you know, uh, you know, um, like not natural. They, It's a little, uh, why can't I think of the right word? <laughs> Um, yeah, stupid brain, but it's, yeah. it's basically, they come across as yeah doing things that a regular human being couldn't do because they can put it in a comic so they can jump higher. Their, their aim is a lot better or, you know, it's things just get really kind of gimmicky and stupid that, you know, it's fine when you're reading a comic book, but if you try and imagine those as real characters, after real watching people, the movie in the TV right, series, cause you're seeing these animated versions of, right actual actors that you've seen in the movies, in right. the movies right. and now you're trying to imagine them doing this stuff and it just comes across as across as kooky and i don't okay, like, I, see I, your point. I don't like that and this show does things like that right which like thanos suddenly being like super wimpy you know it's <laughs> yeah. like he he trashed the hulk and whatever but then in that one thing his own black order guys are mm, kicking his butt ass, and the t'challa yeah. becomes star lord and episode. then he gets zapped by the and damn then later he shows up Right, he's got five Infinity Stones yeah. versus the Vision Ultron with the one, and he gets cut in half instantly. It's like, well, if that was the case, Infinity War would have been over oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's true. Because all Vision had to do was go whoop, and it was done. But then we get, then you know what? But instead, the movie made Vision just, super weak. But you know, that's, that's a, another story. That's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's like the mo- one of the most powerful Avengers, and they made him like the biggest wuss in that movie. Yeah. That, was, that was kind of the movie's one failing. But. Yeah, Vision and the Scarlet Witch. They were the one of the powerful Avengers in the on group. Right. It made him weak. Until well, the end of Endgame, until she came back. Right. I mean, well, Scarlet Witch was still kind of getting used to her powers right. and things like that. So her I can kind of understand. But yeah, Vision, Vision was just like super weak. <laughs> Yo, man, I but. just thought about that. You just, Avengers, I forgot the Infinity War. You're right. Right. He died twice. Right. But it's, you know, it's it's silly things like that that they do or, you know, um, just some of the actions that they do. I mean, a perfect example, and it's one that kind of rubbed me raw, was um, in the final episode when uh, Captain Carter and the Black Widow from the Ultron destroys the, everything um, world. They're like... You know, they're kind of they're teaming up, up and they're going to distract him. And then right. she's going to shoot the arrow to, to put the um, the virus, in the virus into him. But it's like Black Widow jumps off of a cliff on a motorcycle, flying through the air, takes a bow and arrow and shoots and hits him directly like square in the mm-hmm. right eye. And it's like, well, if you're that good a shot, then that just kind of makes Hawkeye okay. useless. <laughs> you know, he's just an arbitrary character. If most people can do the same thing as he, but, he are can. We, are we just thinking too hard about this, though? Maybe. And <laughs> you know, I was talking about this with Leslie before, and she was like, well, it's not everybody can do it. It's like, well, maybe Black Widow can do it. I mean, she was his best friend. Hmm. Certainly she's picked up skills. And I'm like, yeah, but if her skills with a bow and arrow are just as good as him, Don't need it, it makes Hawkeye. him completely unnecessary. <laughs> she got a different skill set. Right. Her skill set is different. Yes, I'm not saying she's an amateur. She's probably good. But, I mean, that's a hell of a shot when live. you're flying through the air on a motorcycle <laughs> and you still manage to hit a dude square in the eye with a bow and arrow. Context, man. That's that's a, that's a Hawkeye level oh, shot. Oh, we know, man. <laughs> Leslie pointed that out to you, huh? Well, well, that's what she was saying. So, yeah. that, you know, well, maybe she's just really good. It's not well, everybody. She's not that damn that. good, right? But <laughs> it's but so that kind of rubbed me raw, and especially because there's been a pattern. It's like, well, suddenly Aquafina was very good at you know shooting oh, right. in Chang Chi, <laughs> and um, and of course we have the new Hawkeye, right. um, Kate Bishop coming up. So you got that, and now you've got her. Do- it's like it's a pattern established within the last several months. And, you know, so, wow! Only you, only you could think so, of yeah, that right I'm, now. I'm seeing the pattern. He's seeing so, the pattern. When that's the uh, the guy's only thing, and then you have everybody being able to do the exact same thing he can do, it kind of makes him. Not as awesome as you know. You know what problem his I, skills would make it seem. You no, know, I had I had a problem with some of the characters they put out, like Killmonger, right? Yes, that episode I did not like. Period. No, I did, I did not, not like that, that episode either. at all, man. And the reason why I didn't like the episode, he did not change whatsoever. It was different way he did it, right? But it's the same Killmonger from the Black Panther, um, the the, the movie. Right. You know, he has not. He did not change, but he had a different method of getting to Wakanda. Right. I'm like, damn, dude, really? And that's, I mean, that kind of makes sense because it didn't change his character because yeah. he still had the same goal. Goal. Um, it just, yeah, it, it was, was just, nothing changed. About it was just it, frustrating though. to see that he was still just a bad, bad guy at heart. Yeah. You know, when and it showed up in the last episode. When you too. watched the movie, it's like he was doing things the wrong way, but he didn't. But part of his idea wasn't bad. No. What he was trying to do wasn't necessarily bad. He just wasn't doing it in the right way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it just kind of showed that, you know, yeah, he was he was just a dick through it, and through. through right. And it and just kind of, yeah, was, it didn't give him any redeeming qualities or anything. He did not redeem nothing at the, at the last episode, taking a Fendi gym. Right. And, and, like, stones, I mean. Well, well whatever. That was, that was kind of my – and this is why the, the whole um, – everything coming together at the end kind of bothered me a little bit is that it kind of felt like 
when the watcher just suddenly decided, okay, I'm going to break my rule of, you know, only watching at my oath um, and choose these people. It felt more like I'm going to arbitrarily choose these people because those are the episodes you watched. (laughs) Yeah. Not because those are the most, you know, the the people who are the most crucial because some of them it, they barely did anything in that final episode. Um, um like, Killmonger didn't do anything. Right. The only thing Killmonger did was betray them. And right. The part of the thing was that it, um, the Watcher was saying, "Well, I knew he was going to betray it the entire time, so that was part of my endgame plan." But it's like you would have had to look so far ahead to be like, "Well, what if you betray them earlier and right. just stabbed them all in the back? What if you know uh, it? Things like that, where it's like." He would have had to know exactly how everybody was going to act in order for it to get to that point where they're fighting over the Infinity Stones and he can trap them in that thing. Right. And so that was a little too much of a... It stretched the believability for me, at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and some of them just kind of seemed like, well, why were they chosen in the first place? And that's why he chose Killmonger. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's one of, other one of my problems with, right. that, with that episode. And um, also, it's just that The Watcher... If 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 you read some of the comics, he never intervened. Whatever big event happens in the books, right. he's there. Right? It has been times that he has broken broke it has broken his oath to intervene in certain um, events. Right? Mm-hmm. And I get what the watch is saying in the series. I I gotta break my oath. We get it. We get it. But the the, the the but the people you chose though, like Killmonger. I mean, like you said, that he chose the people that had episodes. And the Gamora episode was out of nowhere. Right. We didn't I mean, even she know didn't that. even know that. You know, yeah. She and so I think up. she was only chosen because she had that Infinity Stone Crusher. destroyer, Crusher, yeah, Crusher or whatever, yeah. which turned out not to work. Because and it's, oh, no. This different. These Infinity Stones right, different this universe. Ours were only set for our universe. universe. Yeah. Which so. kind of makes Yeah. Sense. I mean, it was a nice little twist. Just, but, yeah. Um, but you know what, though? That's the same thing going back to Loki. The TVA had all those damn Infinity Stones. Infinity Stones, yeah. Remember that now? They. You see, they're just going back now. See, I guess if each Infinity Stone has different properties in different universes. I get it. Right. You know, every multiverse is not the same, so I get it. But, I mean, I, I would say this, man. This They got a lot of work to do. You know, there's some good things about the series, and I guess it's going to be a season two. We don't know when. But I'm hopeful, hopefully – with the movies that's coming out now, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's going to be um, alternate universes for Shang-Chi, Black Widow, um, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man again. I mean... Right. I mean, that is the the multiverse is now opened up and we'll see a lot of that probably starting with Spider-Man, Spider-Man. No Way Home. Right. But unfortunately, the way that the What If just did everything... Kind of makes me a little nervous. I've always been nervous about multiverses. Always. It had to be done right. Um, so I was hoping that they would do well. But now, seeing what they've done with What If, I'm a little nervous about how they're going to handle the ones going forward. It, it could I, be a complete cluster. It might. Well, you know what? If it's going to be a complete cluster, I mean, Marvel had issues. Now DC has issues, too, right. with the Flashpoint, Flash movie. They're doing multiverses. Right. So we're trying to figure out which company. Or do do their um due diligence. <laughs> well, I definitely would put more stock into Marvel. Uh, into Marvel for sure, and I think they'll handle it well. But the problem is, is that if this is a blueprint to go by, then but we gotta understand their entire Phase Four is reliant on this multiverse. So well, if it's already kind of on shaky ground right now, well, I'm a little let's, worried let's about. Let's push that aside. With the, what if now we've seen the trailers for the not Doctor Strange, the Spider Man, right? 
and he's going to be dealing with the multiverse. Now, I think that's going to be the blueprint going forward for that. Well, I mean, probably, but if if the multiverse thing and how they've interacted and how they've done, you know, how things are different in each universe, right. what if is a good example of how they're doing that? Right. You know, so. You know what? I was reading, I'm looking at, I'm looking at a um, site or was it something on a book somewhere that there was rumors of that Hatley um, Atwell playing Peggy Carter, Captain Carter, might do a live um, appearance in the um, Doctor Strange movie because it's the multi- multiverse of madness, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anything's possible. That I mean, she's I know she's game for it. Hell, I mean, she's well, she done yeah, of well. Course, of course she would. But. I mean, I would love to see one of those characters make a live action debut, at least one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the possibilities, you know, because... Even if they haven't existed in this current universe, you know, Charlie Cox's Daredevil, I'd love right. to see him show up. You know, maybe some of the other characters from the, the Netflix series, you know, but it it definitely has had me worried from the get go about like the different Spider-Mans coming in that we've seen from the other the other Spider-Verse. Well, not not Spider-Verse, but, you know, like Tobey Maguire and oh, Andrew Garfield. Is that true, though? I don't know. It's I just don't, rumors, I man. don't know. They're I rumors. But, I mean, we did see, what's his name, Doc Ock. And we saw the pumpkin the bomb, too, didn't we? Right. So, who knows? Uh-huh. Um, but the part, of, the part about that that kind of bothers me is that it feels like if that's the case, there's not necessarily a single rule about what characters look like in the other multiverses. But they always look different, though. Well, except if that's the case, then what's his name who's playing, uh, uh, what's his uh, name, Doc Majors, Doc. who's playing Kang, should not look the same in all the multiverses. But he's going to. Uh, yeah, but Kang always looked that way, though. Right, but if he's different versions of himself in the multiverses, it's either they all look the same or they don't look the same, which is uh. it. And Loki has already established that they don't, don't look, look the same. same. Right. So mm. that part is the part that gets me a little bit, you know, that's a little bit weird. It's like, okay, so now we're going to have, if rumors are true, all these Peter Parkers that look different. Okay, fine. Loki showed all these Lokis that look different but you know for what the, the most part. Yeah, um, the most part, Loki looked Because, like, <laughs> President Loki looked exactly the, the same, same as our Loki. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, what are the rules? Well, you know what? You really don't rules if you look at it that way. I mean, I guess there aren't. It's not aren't no rules. When you deal with the multiverse, I get what you're saying, but you, it's always different variations, different iterations of that character. Like Spider-Man, fans, you know, Spider-Man has it's so many damn different Spider-Man, women, people, say Spider people. Mm-hmm. They are the same person, but different costumes. You know, like Spider-Verse did, right? Right. But they were different. They was the same character, but they were different. They looked different. Now look at what if. It was all the same. Every single character looked exactly the same in all the multiverses. Except for, yeah. Except for Nebula. She grew hair. She had hair. But otherwise, <laughs> she looked exactly the same. Her hair was blonde. Like, okay, <laughs> blonde. Right. So. so, you know, let's Peggy Carter. She got the super soldier serum. She got tall and muscular. But that's it. Right. But she still looked like Halle yeah, Allen. Yeah. But, I mean, the multiverse is how you look at it, dude. I mean, the, the comic books have been doing it for years. Right. And what they have to do is they have to do a lot of research, and I had to look at those books and see what they could do, what they could use. I don't know, man, because I looked at the Spider Man, the toys. You know how they do it, man. They put, bring the toys out before the damn movie. Of course, movie, yeah, dude. spoil things. Spoil things. So Spider Man had the black suit, a black and gold suit, and he got his regular suit. I said, like, okay, you know, it's 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 
I don't know, man. I right. mean, I think just as a person who who likes pre-established rules, I know you do, and logic. When they go back and forth, and it's a headache. Sometimes it. Sometimes they're all the same. Sometimes they're not all the same. It. It. It bothers me. Yeah, it's a headache for you. So you know, it's it, it's that thing. When we, I'm going to anime the way you said like Fate Stay Night. How they change the rules. I right? was just about to bring that up. Is like, uh, yeah, yeah. Fate Stay Night has always bothered me because they establish certain rules. Like these are the rules of the game, and then they proceed to break them the entire time, and yeah. there's nobody enforcing the rules. It's kind of like we were talking about with Mortal Kombat. Oh, God. Here are the rules. But then the bad guys go and kill them all before the thing, and nobody enforces it to be, like, bad. Bad, bad. Right. We won because we killed everybody before the tournament, so they were disqualified for... (laughs) It's like, well, you broke all the rules. (laughs) So you broke the rules. You invade Earth already. You broke the rules. You killed them before the tournament. Yeah. So it's just that sort of thing where it's like, you know, if you're going to make rules, you need to stick to the rule. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So, what is your best version of Scarlet? No, no, the Black Widow, in the on uh, the what if? In the what if? Yeah, which is the best version? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the probably the one from the 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 Ultron, Ultron. world. Yeah. But you know that I mean, the nice thing to see in, in that one and in the one where you know what if all the Marvel the, heroes the di- died or whatever probably, yeah. um, was that? Yeah, eventually she did die, but. It went to show that Black Widow is a survivor. Yeah. Um, you know, and I did like that aspect of her is that um, it was nice to see that, yeah, she always tries to find a way to push forward. Right. Um, and I, I like that. Um, I did kind of have a little bit of an issue with the very end where she's like, I'm not going back to my world. And the watcher yeah, right, is right. like, well, I can't interfere. But then he interferes and puts her in that other world. But she, yeah, I didn't have much of a problem with that because... She's the only person on the earth. Yeah, I mean, it's, it would suck to go it back to her earth. So yeah, I get it. And the watch already like screwed up, man. So, you know what? I'm gonna give you a. I'm gonna give you one. Right. I owe you one. <laughs> but what? What? I think the, the a little one part that kind of bothers me about that is that you know he puts her on a world where her best friend Hawkeye is already dead. Right. So he's not even around anymore. But it's like, well, let's put you there where you can do some good. Fine. Of course, it gives her a little bit of a happy ending, but you uh, know. somewhat of a happy ending, right? You know, you know, got Captain America and Captain Marvel and Nick Fury and Fury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still got the Wasp and Ant Man in that world. Yeah, probably, mm-hmm. but what? No, the Wasp is dead. Oh, that's right. Oh, because that was that was the whole, the whole point, point of Hank Pym. That's yeah. So right. another thing we learned in What If is don't trust Hank Pym. Yeah, he's an <laughs> asshole. He's in the asshole in the comic books too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the the zombie one, it wasn't necessarily his fault. Oh but no, yes. no, but he still screwed but up. But yeah, no. he gets turned into a zombie from going into the quantum well, realm. Well, and a then hope symptom that I want to tell my start. mom. It's, right, it's my fault. Yeah. Who I do? First, this this thing in What If, don't trust Hank Pym. Tony Stark is like Kenny. He dies. Right. <laughs> Except for the last, last episode, he didn't. But it's just like, wow. And uh, what else we need to watch out for what if? Um, something. Man, Hawkeye was in a lot of them, too. He showed up in several, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was at the end of uh, the the Captain Marvel. Or not Captain Marvel. And the um, Captain Carter one. Right. Um, he was in... Uh, he was in the one where they all died. Right. Um, he was in the zombies one, and he was in the Ultron, Ultron one. one. With the bionic arm, the robot arm. Right. Yeah, but Captain America showed up as a zombie. He died. <laughs> he, did, he did not, and he was in the first episode as Steve Rogers. 
Right. That's about it. And he was President Rogers when they um when Ochan went battling the watcher going from one multi one dimension to the next. Oh yeah. You see him in the background, President um Steve Rogers. I'm like, okay. But I don't know, man. It's one of these shows. It's I think it's an experimental show that I see how they it would do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not bad. I, I it's, it got some good reviews. I mean, you know, critics. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it was good, but, you know, compared to where the bar is already set with oh, MCU shows, it was definitely well below that bar right? Um, for me in terms of enjoyment. Well, um, for me. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I did find it funny. There was a meme I saw, which is pretty funny. It's like, you know, the, the Guardians of the Multiverse, remember, in the, yeah, the yeah. thing? And yeah. so they show, like, all, there was one picture, the Guardians of the Multiverse at a hundred percent power and it shows all of them. Right. And then it shows just the, the, um, Dr. Strange and it's guardians of the multiverse at 99% power. <laughs> Cause he's just so overpowered. The power, he was yeah. overpowered, man. He it's got all them ridiculous. damn creatures, man. Yeah. Yo, that was creep freaky, man. Right. That one actually enjoyed that. Well, I'm not sure how much I liked it the first time, but the second time I oh, saw man. it, I liked it a little bit better. Um, but it's, it was a story, though. I mean, it was, it's, it's more of a, um, what is the moral of this story? Right. What what threw me off with that episode, I think, the first time is that, you know, the whole episode is about what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his, his hands. hands. Right. So what if um, Christine died in um, in the car wreck right. instead of him just, you know, getting his hands right. completely injured and couldn't be a surgeon anymore? The biggest problem I think I had with that is that... Doctor Strange, you know, Stephen Strange is a narcissist. Yes, he is. So even when you watch the Doctor Strange movie, it didn't really feel like he had that much feelings for Christine in the first place. Right. I think that's her name. Um, what's it, Rachel McAdams' character. Right, yeah, I'm talking about. But it didn't feel like he had, you know, it felt like, oh, yeah, she's my girlfriend. You know, and then when he, when he hurt his hands, he just wanted her around to be someone who had, you know, Help him out during his pity party, but but, the, but think of but this, this one made it so that he was absolutely in love with her. Yes, and it just didn't feel like in character for a narcissistic person like Stephen Strange, and that kind of threw me off at first. But I liked the I liked the idea where he would go beyond where you know just push it and push it and push it to the point where he killed the universe. Right. He destroyed the, the universe. universe. He went too far. Yeah. He's in a pocket dimension now. Right. Yeah. In a pocket dimension. Right. So I liked the concept, but you know, there were you know, some things that threw me off at first. You say he's a narcissist too, but Tony Stark was one too. Well, yeah, for sure. That's, it's amazing. They, they, they both. And I'm like, okay. Right. But they're supposed to learn from their lesson. Yeah. Well, that, stuff. I mean, that's part of the thing why they clash a little bit in, in Infinity, Infinity War, right. too, is because you got two narcissists, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. They know what's best. Yeah, they right. think they know what's best or, you know. Right. So for me, man, for this Disney Plus series of What If, which the, uh, the watcher with Jeffrey Wright from the Westworld and other stuff. You know what? My first time seeing Jeffrey Wright was in the Shaft movie with um, – Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. He was p- the drug dealer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's where you from. I remember that movie. He was stabbing himself. I'm, I'm people, motherfucker. I'm like this going off and everything like that. I've <laughs> seen him in a bunch of stuff, but I think the one I first identified him from was, uh, or, you know, where I could legitimately say, oh, that guy's name is Jeffrey Wright. Right. Was Casino Royale. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he was in that. Yeah. He plays Felix Leiter. Right. He's the CIA, the CIA agent. agent. Yeah. Right. See, I know I watch James Bond, man. Are, are you going to see James Bond? 
I don't know. I'll probably watch it when it comes to streaming. I'm not going to yeah. see it in theaters. Yeah. Spectre was too much of a disappointment that, you know, this last one, I hear it's pretty good, but it's kind of built on where Spectre left off, oh. which means you kind of have to go in with all that crappy baggage, baggage. on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, Trevor, uh, what if I would give it a rating from one through 10? It would be a seven. I was going to, okay, well, because I was going to give it about five. a seven, yeah. 7.5. And you seemed more eager about it, so 7. I'm surprised 5. you gave it a seven. No, because, like I said, it could depend more work done to it. Right. I mean, as far as the animation, the voice, not animation was great. It's just the storytelling. It was the roller coaster of up and down, up and down. Two episodes was great, I right. think. Then you got the dark one, the dark one, the dark and up. Like, okay, come on. And it was it was that it was a little me. too much of a roller coaster, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and you know, yeah, they were leading into everything coming together at the end, but most of the episodes felt too much like they just ended on this weird cliffhanger. And sometimes the cliffhanger didn't even Maybe. pay off later. Like, for example, um, the perfect example is the T'Challa one as Star Lord. It ends with Ego showing up and saying, you know, to Peter Quill, who's like mopping up the yeah. Dairy Queen or whatever. And he shows up real quick at the beginning that, you know, you see him trying to use him as a battery and then T'Challa, you know, saves him. Right. And then that's when T'Challa gets taken by the Watcher. But it doesn't come into play at at all. It doesn't. It's something And then the zombies one ends with Thanos. But even when the zombies show up, like Doctor Strange opens the portal and dumps them all, it really only is for Scarlet Witch showing up. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with the Thanos being in Wakanda. No. So. That's one of the other ones, too, that was not answered. Right. So, I mean, then they could be in season two. I don't know. But it it just kind of felt like some of them were cliffhangers that didn't have a payoff. And while you were watching it first, you were like, are these going to be connected at the end and do they? And then, yeah. So it, yeah, it, it, it was a little bit stilted and off putting right. in certain places. I would have given it a lower grade, but then I was like, well, I gave snake eyes origins a six. Oh, dude. So I can't give it a six. I no, have to give man. it at least a seven. Dude, man. <laughs> I should, what did I give snake eyes? A five? I think we both gave it a, a six. six. Okay. Should have gave it lower. Hell, I should have gave a fucking four. Excuse my language guy. Oh, I can say anything I want my podcast. You Whatever. Can. But no, man. But anyway, guys, if y'all haven't checked out the Disney Plus series, What If by Marvel Studios, go check it out. If you like it, don't take our word for it. Hey, it's your own. Oh, yeah, I mean, everybody has their own opinion. opinion. I'm I'm usually a lot more critical of things than most people yes, are. Yes, you but. are. And <laughs> why are you on the podcast? <laughs> well, I, I, I hope that it helps to give a different perspective on things so that we're not gushing over everything constantly. Yeah, having orgasms and shit. Yeah. Well, I yeah. hope we wouldn't be having that on the podcast. No, nergasms. That's just weird. Nergasms. Yeah, nergasms. Yeah. That's, that's a better term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not here whacking it on the on the podcast here in your apartment, just the two of us. That would just be weird. You didn't want to hit it. <laughs> anyway, so that's the um, first topic, Marvel What If, and uh, our next topic is going to be. Uh, let's, let's go back. So Trevor and I are big Resident Evil fans. Well, Trevor plays more of the games than I do. Lately, he has, and I think you beat. Four, five, and six of Resident Evil, right? Yeah, well, I I beat four, five, and six of Resident Evil. I've I've played the remake of Resident Evil mm-hmm. One, although I've seen somebody playing the original PlayStation right. One. Yeah, um, I did play the original PlayStation version of Resident Evil Two. I played it, I and then I, that. I recently I just played the the remake version. Um, right. 
Uh, I have never played Resident Evil 3 or Code Veronica. Right. And then most of those spinoffs I haven't really played either. So the Umbrella like, um, Revelations, Revelations and yeah, things like that. I got that, that in my um, PS3. I haven't yeah. got to them yet. Yeah. So I, and I've watched all the CG movies too. Oh, yeah. We have, haven't we? Right. What was the latest one? I forgot, man. I don't even remember what that one was called. Oh, yeah. So I mean, there was one that was Degeneration. There was another one that was Re something. Did I buy and that? I think I bought that. I think you own like the. I think I own three. Two or three. It was three. Yeah, because I borrowed the second one yeah. from you in order to watch it, or maybe the third one. Oh man, I don't even remember. Well, how many anyway, there guys, are. we are we see we are Resident Evil fans, and I I say this, I actually watched the Resident Evils with um Jonovich. I've seen only the first two, and, and then I, I kind of quit after it's that. It's one of my, just like, one the hell I'm watching this shit for. It's one of my guilty pleasures. It's had nothing to do with the video games. Period. No, it really didn't. I did enjoy the first movie, but then the, oh, second, yeah. the second one just got crazy. I thought I liked it when I saw it in theaters, and then I bought it on DVD, <laughs> and I watched it again, and I was like, yeah, this really wasn't good. <laughs> so, guys, so this past week... There is a trailer uh, for the new Resident Evil movie. Uh, it's a reboot. It's called Resident Evil. The, um, welcome, welcome to Raccoon, welcome to Raccoon City. City. Yeah, so this here has a, a whole list of people, man, that is from vi- both video games, Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. Right, so essentially what this movie seems to be doing is it's, yeah, like we said earlier, it's kind of rebooting the entire thing. It's not following any of the Mila Jovovich um Movies is it? It is Mila Jovovich or Jovovich. I I don't know. I okay. thought it was just Mila Jovovich, um, uh, but it it could be pronounced differently. I could be wrong. No, I messed um, my name up. Uh, but so this one, the idea was that they wanted to go back and um, hew a little bit more closely to the actual games. So it looks like this this movie coming out, Welcome to Raccoon City is kind of going to combine Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2 into one movie. And so the trailer for that just dropped. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to we're gonna discuss a little bit of here. Yeah, so um, Resident Evil 1. Now, they got the characters on um, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, brother and sisters, right? Right. And you have uh, Leon Kennedy. Right. He was in Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. You have, I guess, Jill is in Jill there, Jill Valentine was in yeah, Resident Evil 1. 1. Yeah, because basically Resident Evil 1, you could, you could play... Most Resident Evil games... Um, involve you being able to choose two from two different paths. Right. Um, and technically because of the way it works out, it's, it's like, so in the first game you can either play as Chris and follow his way in the mansion, or you can play as Jill and follow her going a different way. And some of the things kind of line up, but at the same time, especially when you get to the end and then fighting the bosses and whatever, the stories don't always, make it cohesive. So if you played Chris's and then you played Jill's, it wouldn't be like, Oh, well, this is, this is what happened with to Jill. And this is what happened to Chris. And if you put them together, everything makes sense. It's like, there's some things that overlap where the characters should, you know, they're in places where they shouldn't be that sort of thing. So it's not a one-to-one true. I'm following this path. I'm following this path, but you can play as, each character and each character has their own separate story. That was, that was one. Right. And now, two, two was different. Two, two is you can play as either Leon or, or you can play as Claire. Claire. Now, now, I played two and I beat it. I was one of the first PlayStation games, right? It had two discs. Or was it, yeah, it was two discs. Yeah, it was two discs. You played with Leon disc and you played with a Claire disc. You had both players, right? And I, I 
think. Yeah. Either you change that or sometimes they're both on one disc and then you get to a part where it's like, put in disc two. I think. But I, I don't remember. It had been a long time ago. Yeah, it, it might it might have been that way because some areas are the same. So you want to keep all That's that right, data. Because what on, happened is if Leon left something on that disc, or he left something and pick it up and you play the um Jill, not Jill, but Claire disc, it's there. I remember something like that. It was no, not really. It did the it did the same thing it where same thing. it was you played the two and they they kind of were their own thing, but they don't line up. So, in terms of the endings, and that's that's what's funny when you try and read the Resident Evil lore. What's right. canon uh-huh. is that they had to choose which one is canon because the end of each one is going to be a little bit different. Right. Like I think I think for example, you find when you like in Resident Evil One, if you play as Chris, you'll eventually, I think, find Jill in a cell or something in the basement of the mansion or whatever near the end when you have to escape and you have to get her out. Right. But if you play as Jill, then you'll find Chris in the cell at the end and have to get him out. But the two don't line up. It can't be both of them in the cell at the same time. (laughs) It's got to be one or the other. So you have to choose like which one is canon, really. Dude, Um, dude, I am looking at some of these characters uh, and um, the people who play these characters. Right. Man, dude, who playing Brad? He's fucked. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad Vickers. Brad Vickers. Oh, he's done. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. he's done. Most of the guys who are gonna go to, to the, uh, the mansion are gonna die. <laughs> yes, except for Wesker. Right, yeah, Wesker, Wesker, Jill, and Chris, Chris are most likely going to make, make it, it out alive. But the other characters. Um, well, Wesker may or may not. It depends on how much they're gunning for All sequels. Right, that's right. If, if they're just trying well, to make it a one and done, or you know, they may kill him but then you know they play the whole you know oh he didn't really die or you know they make it very ambiguous as to whether he was killed or not yeah that's probably more what's gonna happen dude they got neil mcdonough he yeah. always play dude, he plays a good villain he plays a good villain yeah, but yeah. i mean he he's a very good stock actor he it's is. like when you need like that extra sixth man he's like that's <laughs> what he does i always think of him as like the sixth man in basketball he's he's the guy who's on the bench and he's in everything but you know you just kind of don't realize who he is because he's not that major. Yeah, because like he he was in Captain America, Dum Dum Dugan, right? You know exactly. Yeah. You know he was in that. He was in Star Trek: First Contact <laughs> as like the red shirt. He was in you know. The, yeah. So he was like there the whole time up until like a certain point when he dies because well, he's he was a red good shirt. And justified, though. but yeah, he was you know. Yeah, and then he he was good as uh, what's his name in the um, Legend of Tomorrow. Legend of Tomorrow, and well, he was originally in Arrow. Wasn't that's right. He? That's right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, Dark, right? Yeah, I mean, Damien Dark, Damien Dark, Damien Dark. Yeah, see, he's been in like everything. I mean, you'll you'll if you know rec- start recognizing him, you'll start spotting him in like all sorts of movies. Yeah. Oh shit, Minority Report. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> it's a um, so but, yeah, he'll he'll be William Birkin, who's the scientist who creates the the T cell, the T virus. virus yeah. um, although they may make it just the G virus because the first one had the G virus, the second one was like the T virus. Yeah, it gets too confusing. I can't keep up, man. Do you recognize the lady who played Claire Redfield? No. Um, Kaya Scodelario, I think, or Scodelario, something like that. Right. Uh, no, I don't remember what she was, what she's been in or what I've seen her Maze from. Mage Runner. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch those movies. So. Yeah. Right. So that's, yeah, that's her claim to fame. Um, and then, yeah, you got Robbie Amell as Chris. Well, you she, have. Well, uh, she played in, um, what he played in? Flash. That's Robbie. That's um. That's his cousin. No, yeah, uh, no. Um, 
Stephen Amell Steve is, is, is Arrow is uh, the Green Arrow. No, but he well, he was Fire he was Firestorm in uh, Flash. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he's he also showed it in those up in those episodes of the new episodes of the X Files. Oh yeah, they were he did. Like the, the alternate Scully and Mulder or whatever. That's right. Yeah. He did. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, he'll be Chris Redfield, and then Jill is played by Hannah John Common, who we probably know most as um, Ghost. From the Ant Man and the Wasp, the Ant Man and the Wasp movie. Okay, that's right. Um, and then Leon is played by what is it? Avin Avin Yogia. Uh, I'm the not. Jay very, might be silent. Um, yeah, that's why I said yo. It's usually he yeah. looks like he's Hispanic of right. you know Hispanic origin, so it's yeah, probably like a yeah like Yogia yeah. like a Y. That's um, far far from Leon being. Yeah, it's it's definitely not the yeah the Leon we're used to and right. one thing I did notice since we're talking about this trailer is what's in, what I did find interesting is that in most of the games all of the characters have straight hair. Yes. Which is usually a thing you'll do in games because it's a lot easier to, you know, to program straight hair than right. it is curly hair. But the, the hairstylist must have something with curly hair because Jill's got curly hair, Claire's got curly hair, and Leon's got curly hair. <laughs> the only ones who don't have curly hair are like the guys who have like buzz cuts, so it's too short. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they have your favorite, um, one of your favorite characters on here. What? Wong. Oh, Ada Wong. Ada Wong, yeah. Yeah, she's she's in it. Um played by Lily Gao. Gao. But yeah, Wesker is Tom Hopper, who we all know as well, um Umbrella Academy. Yeah, from right? the Umbrella Academy as Luther. Mm-hmm. You know, the big um space boy, gorilla <laughs> gorilla <laughs> man. Yeah. Um Oh I forgot he was in uh we just seen this movie this year, man. Uh with Samuel Jackson and Sam Hyde. What was it with Ryan? Oh, Riddle? the Hitman's the Hitman's Wife's bodyguard. bodyguard. Yeah. yeah, he was the other. Yeah, bodyguard. he's the other. Yeah, the other bodyguard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and then you have um, Chief Irons is played by Donald Logue. Chief Irons, I don't remember that character, man. He's in Resident Evil Two. Um, he's basically the corrupt cop. Um, he shows up really only in. Um, I mean, there's mention of him. He like locks up the reporter that uh, oh. that Leon comes across in the cell. Oh, that's right. Um, ben. Uh, what's his name? Ben Bertolucci. Right. Yeah. Um, but he plays mostly a role in Claire's story because he he's the one who takes um, uh, Sherry Birkin, the and daughter then, of the scientist, right, and takes her over to that orphanage or whatever, and she has to go get him back, uh, get right. her back because right. um, he needs her to get something. Do I, I can't remember what he has to get. Time, yeah. Um. But yeah, he's just a. T- all around bad person chief irons is um right uh but yeah okay so let's let's talk let's get into this trailer here right okay um so the trailer was interesting because there's there's a lot of easter eggs um if you've played the games um you know some of the creatures you'll recognize Regan, yeah, like, I recognize some of the creatures. You know, the like the zombie dogs, the mm-hmm. Do- Doberman looking ones. That's kind of their design in the in the games. Also, the liquor. and then the liquor, which the liquor <laughs> actually looks pretty cool. The yeah. CG on that right. is pretty cool. That they look just like what they look like in the game. But it's supposed to be like right. And those guys are some freaky things. I that, hate them. Yeah, dude. they walk on all four. They can climb on the walls, and they, they, uh, they have tongue. They have like yeah, they have like a tongue that you know is pretty deadly weapon. The sharp teeth, and then just kind of like. A big brain. brain on the outside, <laughs> up on top of their head. That's wicked. Yeah, sick. So yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty nasty looking. Um, 
Yeah, they're they're like one of the scariest no, things to come across. What are the in those monsters games. that they show? Like a tyrant. Okay, there's like what? a really big one, and that one looks kind of weird. weird. Like yeah. the CGI. I don't know if it's like too white or what it is. It something looks a little off about the CGI on that one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe they're just not done with it, but they wanted to put it in, so it's not complete. I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> um, that one. My guess would be that's William Birkin. Who, uh, when he becomes, he turns into like the mutant monster, right. just because of all the eyeballs on right. the shoulders and things like that. That would be my guess, mm-hmm. um, and that that one plays a large role in Resident Evil Two. Although this one looks a little bit bigger and slightly different. Oh, that's but, right. Because at the end of the game, though, we got on that train. Right. Oh yeah. All especially blue, blue. especially in Claire's Claire's path. Right. Yeah, you you have to fight him several times. Yeah, you do. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. In both games, right? You didn't you, in a remake and the original. You said, well, yeah. I mean, the remake really is just the same game, wow. only they just changed the graphics and they changed the the play style. Right. So whereas the original first two games were kind of like that over the shoulder, well, not over the shoulder, like the the static camera. Yeah. So every room you went in, the camera would be in a fixed position in a different place. Right, right, right. Um, and so you always had you had to control the guy by up, up was always forward. And so, you know, to turn, you would actually have to push sideways yeah. and he would slowly move sideways. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, just kind of turn and then you push forward to walk. So that way you were always walking forward. Um, but that's what made them a little bit tricky is that you have like these really tricky controls to try and get through like hordes yeah, of zombies. And, you know, so the, that was hard the control sometimes. is what made it a little bit scarier and a little bit more challenging yeah. was because it was really hard to get through those zombies because you had to go just the right, you know, I way. remember that. And now. you had to be, you had to be quick with turning. And so, yeah. And running. <laughs> but this one took, you know, the Resident Evil 4 and beyond um, pattern where it was the over the shoulder constantly. And, you know, you just. I like that better. Right. So it was like the third person view over the shoulder. Right. Um, you know, run and gun type thing. Now, when they, when I was looking at the trailer, um, the little Easter eggs and I, in Resident Evil 2, the, the trucker, you remember? Right. When the, and um, the trucker was um, infected, and he ran into the um, raccoon department, the police department. Right. Well, technically, in the in Resident Evil 2, it was um, they were both in Leon's cop car. That's right. Or no, his, no, they were well, in they, a cop they were car. In the cop car, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember how they got in the cop car. But they were driving in a cop car, and then all of a sudden... This tanker comes at them, so they have to jump out, oh. and then it causes a big explosion, and that's what separates Claire and Leon. See, I haven't played so you, the remake so yet. So you go different paths. I haven't played the remake yet. Well, the but original one did the same the, thing. They, and yeah. so they were like, you know, get to the police department, which right. is right down the street. But, yeah, so the tanker flipping over is definitely, a, you know, an Easter egg. But did that trucker get out the that truck and looked at that person that was in front of him, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Originally, yeah, he got out because there was some Somebody lady on the road, oh, and he right. was like, yo, what's going on? And then even though she looked, like, really weird or whatever, he kept approaching her, and then she bit him, and it was like... No, nah, well, I won't be coming to you. Yeah, like, looking weird in there. Yeah, it's like, dumbass. I'm walking away. So, yeah, then eventually he turned, and then, yeah. yeah. As a zombie, he doesn't have great control over the truck, and it just caused a, you know... So I thought they were pretty Tanker flipping causes a lot of destruction. Right. So I was looking at it. It was like, they... they they like was seen now from frame for frame, just like the almost like the video game. They do, yeah, they do a lot. So like you saw the one scene where there's the you know they're like, what's that? And you see like some thing yeah, looks yeah. like he's chewing Jonathan? on whatever, and then it's like the really white, pale, bald um, zombie turns around and looks at them, and that's like a scene directly from, from the game, the game from yeah, Resident Evil One, an iconic scene. Right. So the- when they first yeah encounter a zombie. 
But yeah, but you know what? Like like we said, with movies that's based on video games, man, it's a it's, it's a it's a it's a, it's a steep hill to to climb really in order to get it right because. Yeah. Most of what makes the video game so fun is the gameplay. You get to control the character, you know, you get to shoot things, you get to, and in a movie it's like it's not gonna have that and you can't have long sequences of the but, action but, or but the know. video game though, you make the decisions in the video game. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in no type of game, you make the decision, that decision dictates what goes forward going forward into the game. Right. With these movies, it's already scripted. So it's like right, exactly, and that, and so you know, it's you get even though the story is going to be the same when you play it, because you're playing it and you can go to different areas yeah. and you can decide to do side missions and side quests, or you can decide, you know, hey, instead of taking this down by just running and gunning, I'm going to do it all stealth. Or you could be like, I'm just going to go in guns blazing, and it's you know, the choices are yours. You're the one who's in control. So then when um, when it comes to the actual like scripted television show or movie, yeah. it's like none of those choices that you made are in there. Right. It, these are someone else's choices. Now, um, now, in that trailer, though, I was watching on T- um, uh, Watch Mojo. They were doing like Easter eggs and stuff like that. I, you know, I, they pause everything. Right? right. Now, they had the Ashford twins. Now, they make an appearance. And Code Veronica. Code Veronica. So I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, so they have it. It looked like it was a tin that has, you know, like film, film a phone. film reel in it. Right. And it said Ashford Twins on the top. Yeah, so like I said, I haven't played Code Veronica. So that was, they're part of Code Veronica's storyline. Right. So they, I guess they get little elements from that, too. Yeah, it looks like they're kind of combining them. Because they didn't really have anything to do with William Birkin no. and the, the events of the first game. Um, they were just kind of happening separately. So it looks like they may be trying to connect them so that the lore all connects together. Right. Um, now, now I will say this, or man. maybe it's just in there as a Easter egg. Who maybe knows? an Easter egg. You know how we right. we fans do every little thing. Right. right. So it may just be a name, and they may <laughs> never actually get around to a Code Veronica <laughs> movie. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know. And the thing is, if this movie does okay, I guess because I, I mean they could do a sequel, man. And what what you want to do? You want to get elements from Code Veronica. Um, four, five. You got, you got four, five, six, seven, and eight now. I mean, yeah, it depends on how fast you want to move with yeah. this, the story, really. Um, you know, and then there's all like the 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 side Time spinoffs that you can take, I you know, ideas from. So, you know, it really it really depends. But you know, if they're gonna go in a certain order, you know, you'd want it to be. Well, the problem you always run into with these things is that if. Um, so with the games, like the first game is like Chris and Jill. Right. And then the second one is connected to the first okay. game because Claire is related to Chris. Yeah. So she comes to Raccoon City looking for him. And Leon just happens to be a cop there. So this is Leon's introduction. introduction right. Right. So if you were to do it, these as movies, you would be like, well, the first movie would be Chris and Jill. And then all of a sudden the second movie doesn't, doesn't have, have Chris and Jill, Jill in it. Right. And then... In this case, they're combining those two. But then if you go by the third game, the third game doesn't have anybody but Jill, Jill in it and, and a new character, Carlos. Right. So now all of a sudden you're in this situation where it's like we just dumped all of the characters except one for this third movie. So you have to kind of find ways to continue using all of those characters throughout because they will be appearing later on down the line, too. And what you can do if, you know, you always could do like Leon's story like in four. 
But you gotta make a combination. But there's where it gets tricky because then if you do a Resident Evil Four movie, it's just Leon. So you know. So now all of these characters from the early ones where you're like, well, I was more of a Chris fan, but now I have to wait three movies before Chris pops up again. You know, it, well, you know what? Six did it all for you, didn't it? So, Resident Evil Six, <laughs> right? So, I mean, if it if it depends, if it if this does well enough to then get sequels, that's going to be a, then, a question they have to again, answer. You no, know, remember you had the other ones though, uh, episodic ones, Revelation, that did with Chris and Chris and Jill, right? But that, that Alice was the continuing character Sanchez. through every single one of those movies. Oh, I'm talking about the video game. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the video game. Remember the video game, the one you said. Yeah, the spinoff stuff. Spinoff yeah. stuff. That that with Chris and Jill when they start, when they left Raccoon City, it was part of this group uh, for bio weaponry. Um, Did it? I thought Revelations, or at least the second one. I think the second one had Claire in it, didn't it? Or maybe that's a different. Yeah, it was two. It was two. Yeah, there's two Revelations. There's two games. Revelations. One had Claire. One had Chris. Right. And they had a different story. So I mean, you always. Some kind of way you can intertwine them. Some they'd kind have of to, way. That's what I'm saying. They'd have to, they'd have the to figure out a way to intertwine them. You can't just make like Resident Evil Four because all those characters you've now dumped by the wayside until they finally come up in the plot again later. Dude, what I say this man, they have a lot of source material to deal with. <laughs> Be yeah. honest with you, man. With it. Right, and you know which direction they want to go. And, and here's the thing: well, we really haven't gotten into the trailer much. We've well, mostly I mean, just been I talking, mean, and that's fine. Um, but the biggest problem, you know, when I watched the trailer is like, okay, this looks interesting. You know, I don't know a better way to say it because I don't know if I should be excited for it or if it's going to be a total, like, you know, train wreck. You know, my interaction um, about it, my reaction was like, okay. I was okay. Right. I'm, yeah, I it's mean, that very questioning. Yeah, I said, okay. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We've been burned many times. Okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm definitely going to go in, you know, it's like I'll watch the movie, but I'm going to be very cautious and, you know, not have high expectations. It's going to be very low. Right. Um, so, but the biggest problem with Resident Evil is that if you are going to go by the actual games without the gameplay, the lore is just nonsensical yeah. i mean it's just there's so much in it's there and none of it makes a whole lot of sense that's why it's those cg movies that you see don't do very well because the plot has to go with this lore that doesn't make any sense no. so it just gets crazier and crazier as it goes along and you just eh, you know the gameplay element is the part that really makes it <laughs> <laughs> at one point they had, at one point who was it was it wildstorm or dc they had the rights to Resident Evil. They had did some books on them. Yeah, there were some books. And it wasn't bad. The books was not bad at all. Right. So, you know, it's it's that sort of thing is that that's, that's kind of what they're going up against, which is going to be tricky. And it sounds like what they generally want to do with this movie is they want to make it a general scary what horror is, type movie. What it seemed like to me. Right. It's like, you know, it's going to be scary zombies and zombie dogs and liquors and, you know, things that are just going to make you go, Ugh, you know freak you out a little bit and if they can stick to that more than the crazy lore then they're probably gonna do well uh yeah I mean, all things considered you know with your certain um you know whatever the bar is at <laughs> the low bar but you know if they focus on that more than yeah the lore they may be in better shape right um but yeah, I mean that's it's just the way it is. If that's what if you're trying to uh, yeah hew closely to the source material, well, um, 
but yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit more about what's actually in this trailer and what uh, looks interesting. So it looks like the setup. Um, it takes place on September thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. I think they yep. actually establish they establish a date. So in according to the games, Resident Evil two I think starts on September twenty ninth, nineteen ninety eight. And Resident Evil 1 is in July of that same year. It's so, months later. Right. So what it looks like they're doing, because they're trying to combine both of them, they're not going to do that. Well, let's see what Chris and Jill are up to. And then halfway through the movie, we're going to switch to Leon and Claire. No, they're going to ba- make everything happen on the same night. That's basically mm, yeah, what's going to happen. happen yeah. So it looks like, essentially, the gist that I get from the trailer is that Claire comes back to town, meets up with Chris, who she never meets up with in Resident Evil 2. Never. They don't actually reunite until Code Veronica. But they meet up, and then she has, like, some things from Ben Ben Bertolucci, the... um, The reporter. Yeah, he sent out a message to her saying, something weird is going on here, you got to stop Umbrella or whatever. So she comes back to town and is telling Chris about it, and so it looks like they're going to come up with some plan where he takes a team to the mansion and... For some reason, she meets up with Leon in the the police department. I don't know why she's there. Maybe she finds him in the. Maybe she finds Chris in the police department, and then she just gets left behind when they all go to the mansion. And then you know, shit goes down. Yes, right. Maybe that you know we don't know exactly why, but what it does look like is it looks like Claire is going to be the primary focal point. I mean, right. Claire and Chris, but it looks More it looks more. like she's the one who instigates everything. Um, like she comes back to town because she has information and she gets Chris involved and has them do their thing or whatever, which is, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Cause it's a, it's a real change up from the games because for the most part, Claire is probably the one character who is the least involved when it comes to the stuff that's going on. True, you're right. She stumbled into it looking for Chris because he went missing after the incident at the mansion yeah, in yeah, July. Right. So she comes back to Raccoon City from college looking for her. So she's just a college girl who's big into motorcycles. That's kind of her thing. Right. Um, but this makes it look like she's the one who's, you know, hey, I got the scoop. I got this whatever we need to do. We need to take Umbrella down, Chris. Yeah. And it's like that's just very aggressive for her character who – she does get the shaft in a lot of the games because, <laughs> you know, she gets Code Veronica is her game, but she does get the shaft in a lot of ways because she's just kind of a victim of happenstance who just happens to, to show there. up on yeah. the wrong day. Right. right. Um, so that's what gets her all involved. And then, you know, as the series goes on and you have the, the movies and everything, the CG movies, right. she's just kind of always in the background or the periphery. Oh, God, and, dude. She was like in the last one. Yeah, she girl. didn't even get a whole lot to do in the last one. You could have written her out and it would have been fine. It was all Leon. Everything would have played the same way. Leon is a, is a fan favorite. Well, of course, Leon's my favorite. Yeah, he's so. a fan favorite. I know. Yeah, he's a fan favorite, man. Right, and especially after Resident Evil Four, you know, because that's the thing that kicked off Resident Evil into this new generation, this right. new, you know, style of play. The second is Chris, I guess. right? And and it was and it was such a solid story and solid gameplay that you know it it really you know kind of got people into Resident Evil. That was the thing that got me into Resident Evil. Right. Um, so yeah, of course, he's going to be a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, so it. Like I said, I mean, I like that it's, you know, girl, take charge, you go, girl. Um, but at the same time, it kind of feels weird because that's not the role she plays in the game. So that's right. already a slight change. But it's like, okay, so that seems to be where we're going. And then, yeah, they're going to separate. 
and then um you know wesker jill and chris and brad vickers, brad vickers and yeah who's the other dude barry burton oh Although, yeah he's not i haven't seen him he's but not on the yeah i don't even know if he's in that but he's he's a pretty significant character yeah, because yeah. he's another guy who actually survives the mansion in the first game. Oh, we saw him. He shows up in the third, third game third too. Game yeah, too, he right? helps yeah. Jill out with something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh. so I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and so then I guess Leon just happens to be because it's his first day. That's how. Yeah, yeah, he's a rookie. He comes to you know to Raccoon City for his first day on the police force yes. and <laughs> walks right into <laughs> a zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. Right. Look, God, it's your first job. What the hell? Right, man? so that's why he's there. But yeah, so it just you know it just kind of looks weird with Claire handing him the bulletproof vest instead of him just having one. That don't make so no yeah, sense. Well, again, it makes it look like Claire is the the you know the assertive like, hey, I'm the one in charge here type thing, and it's it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but it's like okay, fine. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, some of the changes to the characters, like. I mean, I'm sure the guy who's going to do Leon will do a great job, but right. he definitely is a different look. He's got longer hair, which, you know, is, you know, Leon gets like the floppy Justin Bieber <laughs> thing going on in Resident <laughs> Evil 4. But yeah. in the first one, his hair is like shorter. It really um, is. It, you yeah. know, it's it's more crew cut for my first day on the police force <laughs> instead yeah, of, hey, look at my long Jesus hair. <laughs> Jesus waltz. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, yeah, I ain't think about that. Jesus hair, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the thing that kind of throws me off. He, it's like, he yeah, <laughs> he's got the beard and the, you know, the, and it's fine. The beard I can understand, but the long hair when you're like, yeah, that's my first day on the police force. It's like, did you think they were going to shave your head on the first day? Like the, the army or something? Dude. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed, it seems weird to me, but you know, maybe that's one of those things that I'm thinking too hard about. I think you might be thinking, thinking yeah. too hard. Um but yeah, just the fact that it's such a different character and a different look from the actual games, it, it stands out, I yeah. guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it could be interesting. Like we've already said, you know, some of the CG uh, creatures look pretty good. You know, the one William Birkin or whatever the mutant monster is at the end, he looks a little bit iffy. That really um, does. So hopefully they'll kind of punch that up. If and they the get, way it looks, man, like feedback. bubbles. Like it was like like it, I know they supposed to be like eyes, but like it was like right. It's kind of like scaly, scaly bubbles, bubbles or whatever. Yeah, like you know scales, you know, like on a dragon like a, or something. But yeah. yeah, that type of thing where they're all patterned out. But yeah, yeah. I think my thing with it was just that it was so bright that it yeah. almost felt like it was not real or not completed. I think it was not. Completed. You know, like it had no shading to it. Maybe I don't know. That's just kind of what it felt like. Um, so yeah, it's. We'll, we'll see how it goes. They're definitely throwing in some nods. They're throwing in some Easter eggs for the fans. And, you know, Lisa Trevor looks interesting with her face on top of sewed on to her other face. And, um, oh, yeah, she was in. Um, she's in Resident Evil 1. one. Yeah. Um, so, see. yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look bad, but I don't know if it's going to be great. But it's got a lot of baggage and it's got a lot of expectations that people are going to want it to fill. Right. Because remember, man, we had those five other ones, like, what was it, six? I forgot. I lose count. It was like six it's or six seven. Seven. Maybe even seven. I don't know. I think it, it was, was six. It was a lot. I think of it was six of them. Oh, man. Um, But, yeah, it's – and but I did – there were some notable absences I noticed. You know, it's like we didn't get any glimpses of Ada Wong. No. We didn't get any glimpses of Sherry. I actually had to look on IMDb to see if there was people cast for those I'm and if they were going to even be in it. Because otherwise that would make it really weird because 
Sherry Birkin is a big part of Claire's storyline. Yep. And Ada Wong is a big part of well, Leon's yeah. storyline in Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2. Yep. So to have them completely absent would be very strange. But they are on the they are on the list. Yeah, they're on the list. Um, so they'll be there. They're just yeah, they're just notably absent in this trailer. Um, and oh. I think the trailer is mostly focusing on a lot of the early stuff and throwing in a couple of uh, oh. um, you know CGI monsters just to kind of be like, yep, there will be zombies and monsters, so be prepared. I, I recognize the guy who played Brad Vicker, man. He was on uh, Letter uh, Letter Kenny. That's that's it's um oh god, it's supposed to be so Hulu on Hulu. It's supposed to be a comedy thing. Mm-hmm. I know I recognize him. You know, they always be drinking, like the King of the Hill thing. Oh, like, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, um, no, that's what I've seen him at. Oh, he's not going to last long. No, <laughs> probably not. No. I think he actually survives the first game, but I think he the dies at the beginning of Resident Evil 2. Yeah, he's in the helicopter, remember? Yeah, I think he's in the helicopter. Yeah, he but... becomes a zombie later, I believe. No, you got to shoot him. Yeah, yeah, he does become a zombie. I don't remember. They don't actually mention him by name, I think. Um, but he is in Resident Evil 2, and he dies. But I don't think he's going to last long enough to make it no, to that, that no. point. <laughs> I'd be shy they'd be writing, like, oh, he survived. No. Right. So he's probably in that helicopter that crashes. But the zombies, it looks like they get him first. Yeah, right. Yeah, anyway. But, yeah, man, we we hope it comes out on November 24th, I think. Yeah, yeah. November 24th. You know what's come out that day? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be watching that instead of Resident Evil. Right, yeah. I'm not going to go first day <laughs> no, to go I'm see not. Resident Evil in theaters. No, no. Mm-mm. But yeah, guys, um, hopefully uh, we might get something different with this Resident Evil movie. You know, who knows? Right. So I'm I'm moderately excited about it. You know, I'm not going to get my expectations too high, but, you know, um, it could uh, it could be good, or at least, you know, compared to, like, what we've seen in the past, it could definitely be an improvement. Um, I'm right now. My expectations are very low because you know I was we were burned many years ago. Right. My hope, at the very least, is that it will be a fun movie. Right. It'll be a movie you go to, you enjoy it, but you know, as long as you don't take it seriously and you know you don't expect you know anything too great out of it. You know what? You know, if I, I can have fun with this movie, then you know it it succeeds. I know you're not a horror guy, but I'm I'm leaning towards more horror in this one though. It does well. That's like I said. It does look like they're more. Yeah. They're trying to focus more on the scary horror elements right. of the games. Yeah. And you know, the first couple were definitely more scary. Yeah, I dropped my damn um, control on them too. I told right. you about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they had a lot of shocking moments, like and the you know, yeah, the uh, the dog jumping through the window in Resident Evil One to like scare the crap out of or you. Or the liquor jumping uh, out of the window. The, the liquors and yeah, exactly. So they had a lot of you know jump scares and things that were genuinely scary and. You know, as I said, the controls made it even scarier because, yeah, you're like trying to run away from all these creatures and you're like fumbling with these controls like, come on, turn, 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 run, you know. And so it definitely adds to that element. Whereas once they start getting to four and beyond, when you have the over the shoulder and you're you have a whole arsenal at your you know disposal, it's a little less scary because you feel more in control. Yeah. Um, so because we haven't played seven or eight, so. Yeah, seven and eight apparently go back to more the horror scary route. Yeah, you know, well, seven um, does. Seven, seven for sure does. Um, but yeah, I haven't played those because I got a little burned out with six. You know, six was kind of fun. I enjoyed it, but at the same time, it's like the lore had just gotten so out of control that it was kind of like, eh. I'm very. Interested. And then when they said that they were kind of rebooting the seventh one, I was like, well, this is a good chance for me to just kind of 
step off, you know, step away. But then again, Chris shows up, I heard. He does show, show up. at the seven on at the end of seven, then he shows up again in eight. Right. I say, okay, I And get I it. haven't read too deeply, but there's some people who think it might not actually be the real Chris or right. something. I, I don't know. Um, mm. Like I said, I haven't played it. I haven't really looked too much into the games. Um, yeah. They've been getting good reviews. People enjoy them, and that's great. But, yeah, that was just kind of my time to just step away from the yeah. series. Um, Would you think about going back into it, though? Only if I had more time on my hands. I got yeah. way too many video games to play right of now. Of course you do. To make it worthwhile to go pick those ones up. Everybody who's listening, Trevor got many games you need to play. I do. I do too, but have I gotten to them yet? No. I've actually been doing pretty well. I just finished one, and I actually bought two more because they were on sale, and I started oh, another one. But um, oh, I bought the Gravity Rush games. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. but apparently they don't take quite as long. So I think I can, I think I can, you know, hundred percent them in how much was that? Less than forty hours. How much was that? The re- Gravity Rush remastered was like fifteen bucks, oh. and Gravity Rush Two was like ten bucks. So that sale ended last week, right? Uh, I think so. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, guys, um, this is um, check. I hope we got our listeners. Like Resident Evil, I think we're going to check it out. I'll probably check it out the second or third week, to be honest with you. I might go the first weekend. It really depends on what's going on. Yeah. November 24th. Yeah. Oh, that's Thanksgiving week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Maybe. We'll see. 24th. The 24th is on a Wednesday. I believe Yes, it is. So. Yeah, because if that's the day Hawkeye Hawk comes out. So maybe it comes out on the 25th, 25th then. Because movies usually release on... Thursday at quote unquote midnight, but you know, yeah, <laughs> midnight has now become like seven p.m. But <laughs> right. oh yeah, yeah, it's like they release on the. That used to be a Friday release, so they had to release it at midnight because that was technically Friday. But now they just release them. Oh, on, it is on the twenty fourth uh, on Thursday. Resident Evil. Yeah, it's on the twenty fourth. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, well, probably because it's Thanksgiving, yeah, right. they, they'll release things a little earlier. Yeah. So you know, people who show up to their family's house and. <laughs> Don't want to talk to their family can be like, let's go to the movie theater tonight, you know, yeah. <laughs> and we'll watch the football game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it very seriously for me. I, I won't be watching on the 24th. It's depending on what I'm doing that weekend. Well, not on the 24th. I may oh, do it on the weekend. weekend after Thanksgiving, but it really just depends on what's going on. And I'm definitely paying matinee price. I'm not going. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I'm not going to pay like, yeah, full. I'll tell you what happened to me when I went to see Sean Chi. Price. It was on the three of us in there, man. Yeah. I'm paying. I paid 10 bucks. I ain't paying 12, 15. No. Uh-uh. No. Anyway, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, Trevor, how can people um, reach you? I mean, just get you on your social media. Um, on Twitter at, at Toshiro No Ronin. You've been silent lately, man. I just haven't really had much that I feel necessary to say. Not the political, man. Nothing at all. I kind of don't really put much out there on that because it's like I could, but it's like I'm screaming into the void. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, it's like you're reading it and that's about it. So it's like I'm not not changing anybody's (laughs) mind or bringing it to anybody's attention because I don't have that many followers. Right. You know. Yeah. But, yo, guys, you can check me out at justbeingamers.com. And also on my Instagram, Twitter, and my Facebook account. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace.
just being humans.